I've talked about this in the past, but every year right around this time, I do the same thing. I gave up on New Year's resolutions a long time ago, but as I've mentioned on past episodes, I have a system for how I process the successes and failures of the past to help me plan for the year ahead. Whether you've realized it or not, these past few months, I've been setting us up to have this conversation. All that talk about systems and goals and being process-oriented as opposed to just being goal-oriented, tracking metrics and being able to look into the future, all of that was to prime you for this episode. The end of the year is an important time for for me, uh, and I think for anyone with ambitions, anyone trying to to do something important, something that, that hasn't been done before. I wanna help you learn from the experiences of 2020 in order to have an incredible 2021. In every crisis, there is an opportunity, but it takes perspective to be able to see it. I love this community. I love being able to serve this community. And as I say time after time, if you stopped showing up, there'd be no reason for me to keep showing up. This show is about all of us finding a better way forward. So stick around and I'm gonna show you how to do that. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. So each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. I wanna help you do more covers and drive more revenue. Each week we choose a topic, we pick that topic apart, we come up with some key insights, and then we always finish up with an assignment. I always leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is sponsored by the Craver app. Craver is the ultimate solution for mobile ordering, loyalty, and payment for your restaurant. Using Craver, you will get your own branded app that isn't just some cookie cutter software. It will be an extension of your brand in your customers' pockets. Your customers, they get the convenience of mobile ordering and you get to engage with them directly using push notifications, customized coupons, promo codes, and loyalty programs. These are proven ways to increase frequency of visits and to grow check averages. The app integrates beautifully with delivery services like Postmates and DoorDash with a flat fee per delivery, right? So you can stop paying those crazy commissions that many of the third-party sites are charging. Plus, Craver integrates on the back end with many POS systems and payment providers. To learn more about Craver and how they can help provide you and your customers with a beautiful branded app, visit their website, www.craverapp.com. And don't worry, I've included that link in the show notes as well. Now, one more piece of business before we get started. If you can believe it, this is episode number 94. We are coming up to 100, and I want to hear from you. Visit our website, restaurantstrategypodcast.com. Click the blue button in the upper right corner. That will take you to a page where you're going to be able to record a message right there on your computer. It can be 10 seconds or 5 minutes. 
Whatever it is, I want you to tell me one way this show has helped you in your business, something you learned, some insight, some some breakthrough, an idea, whatever it is, I want to know your story. The 100th episode is going to be a celebration of this community, and I need your help in order to do that. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com, or you can click the link in the show notes. Now, according to Forbes, only 25% of New Year's resolutions last longer than 30 days. That's it, just 30 days, and only 8% of Americans actually accomplish them. Why? Because a goal without a plan is just a wish. If you want to change something in your life, more often than not, you have to change everything. If you want to lose weight, it's not just about going to the gym more frequently. Rather, it's about understanding what sorts of exercises you should be doing when you're at the gym and how long you should be doing those exercises. It's about establishing good eating habits. It's about staying hydrated, about getting better sleep. So if health is the number one resolution, as it's been for a couple of decades, then it's pretty obvious why people fail. They buckle down and commit themselves to getting into shape, but they don't have a plan for for how to do it. Now, of course, we talked about that on episodes number 86, 87, and 88, three episodes all about systems and goals and the difference between being goals-oriented and systems-oriented. So I want to share with you what I do. Let, let me explain. I usually take one day, just one day, usually between Christmas and New Year's, and not even the entire day. I give myself one or two hours of that day, and I block everything out. I, I, I go into an office, I, I clear my schedule, and I let myself think. I bring out a notebook or a couple of pieces of paper, and, and I start thinking back on the year that just passed, and I think about what were my successes, what were my failures, right? What, what did I do well? What, what did I not do well? What, what do I want more of? What do I want less of? Uh, what were the things that didn't work? What were the things that did work? Most importantly, I look at what I accomplished. What did I do, me, myself specifically? What did I accomplish? What are the things that made me happy? What were my biggest points of stress? What would I do differently now having gone through that experience? What, what would I do differently? How would I come at it differently? I take stock and sometimes I pull out the, the calendar on my phone to, to help jog my memory or, or I look back over my files on my computer or my, my Instagram feed sometimes just to remind me what I did, where I went, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I look over my year and I look over the list I created because because uh, every year I create a list of what I want to accomplish. So I look over the list from the year before and I see how I fared. What did I do? What did I not do? What did I do well? What did I not do very well? All of that gives me answers and armed with those answers, I create my list for the year ahead. So what do I want to accomplish in 2021? What are my goals? What are the systems I'm going to put into place to help me achieve those goals? How will I measure success? And, and what are the things I will learn or accomplish in the process of trying to achieve those goals? So that even if I don't achieve the goals I set for myself, I will have improved simply by going through the process. I will have learned things. I will have gained new contacts. I will have built my network, tried something new, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
Certainly, this past year offers all kinds of lessons. And if you've never done this exercise before, I'm going to urge you to do it this year. I believe it will make a huge difference in your life moving forward and certainly in the year ahead. So again, we start by taking stock. What went well, what did not go well and make it personal and make it specific. Don't just say, well, the coronavirus screwed us or or the government really left the restaurants to die. Of course, those things are true, but there are limited things that we can do as individuals to solve either of those. Unless, of course, you believe the government was so bad in how they handled the pandemic response that you choose to get involved in the new year, make a make a difference moving forward, then, then okay, but you got to be specific. So your goal in 2021 may be that you want to make a difference, that you want to, to change the way uh, politics interacts with hospitality, okay, but it's got to be made up by a bunch of actionable tasks, by little goals, right? So what it really is going to end up being is that I want to get to know my congressman or my congresswoman. I want to be able to introduce myself to the city council here in my town. I want to start building a coalition of independent restaurant owners, or I want to run for office myself. Fine. Now, those things are specific, and they are things you can personally affect. They are things you can hold yourself accountable to. But it starts by acknowledging what happened and what you can learn from what happened. So... When the pandemic hit, did you simply close up shop or did you pivot to another model? Did the shutdown help you discover new revenue streams for your restaurant? Did did you get smarter about ordering, about payroll, about pricing your menu? What did you do well over the past many months and what did you not do well? What did others do well that you can learn from, that you can that you can draw from, that you can um, that you can get get motivated by? What what can you learn from uh, your successes and their successes, from your failures and others' failures? Again, you're going to make a list of all of these things. You're going to put it down, commit it to paper, black and white. What did you learn about your staff? What did you learn about your patrons? What did you learn about yourself? And how will all of that? inform the year ahead. Now, maybe this whole thing energized you, right? Maybe this whole pandemic got you to see new revenue models, new ways to make money, or maybe it made you reassess things entirely. Maybe the stress was too much and and moving forward, you'd rather not get put into this position again. Okay, that's fine. Write that down. You're making all of these lists for yourself, for no one else, so leave no stone unturned. At the end, you're going to sit back, look at your answers, and assess your answers. Once you've put it all down to paper, only then can you start analyzing how you feel about everything. Now remember, I know this sounds crazy coming out of a year like this, but we are in control of our own lives. I know, again, sometimes it doesn't feel like that, right? It's hard to believe that in a year like this, but it's true. We all decide so much about our own lives, much more than I think we give ourselves credit for. Don't ever lose sight of that. Now, as you start looking to the year ahead, right, you take all of those things, all that that you wrote down, and I want you to make sure things are specific and personal. The goals you write down shouldn't rely on anyone else to get accomplished. For example, let's say you want to finally open your own restaurant in the new year and you need to line up capital. 
You're not going to say, well, I'm going to raise $600,000 by May 1st. That's an impossible goal, potentially, because it relies on too many other variables. Instead, I want you to start thinking in this way. Set a goal like this. I want to open a new restaurant this year, and I'm going to sit down with at least 10 potential investors by the end of February and another 10 by the end of April, right? You can affect that. You can you can set up those meetings. Whether they choose to give you money or not, you can't say. There, there are a lot of other factors that will affect their ability or their willingness to give you money. But broken down, you can identify potential investors and you can set up meetings and, and hone your pitch to those investors. By the end of those 20 meetings, you're going to get pretty good. So maybe the first five aren't going to go anywhere, but you're going to learn a lot through those conversations. So your next five pitches and your next five and your next five are going to be better and better and better. Now, of course, you are going to set a fundraising goal for yourself and you're going to make sure that you're in the room with the right kinds of people, with the kinds of people who can get you across the finish line. But for the purposes of this exercise, this end of the year exercise, the goal setting for 2021, I want you to set goals where you can hold yourself accountable. Now, there's a book called Make Your Bed. It's by retired Admiral William McRaven. Uh, It was actually a commencement speech he gave once. If you Google it, you can find uh, certainly parts of that speech on the internet. Uh, Eventually, though, it was turned into a book. The book has a quick read. Uh, I will include the link in the show notes. It's really great. But the crux of the book says this. If you want to change the world, start by making your bed. And of course, when he gives the commencement speech, he says that line and the crowd laughs. But if you make your bed each morning, he says, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. You will start off each day with a sense of accomplishment. You'll have a small sense of pride. And in some small way, it's going to inspire you to accomplish another task and another and another. All put together, it reminds us that the little things matter, that details matter. A smile matters. The way we pour a glass of wine matters. The way we drop food, the way we clear food, the way we speak to our guests, it all matters. And I'm also going to let you in on a secret. The big things in life are really just made up of a bunch of little things. So now, what do we do with that? I want you to think of the year ahead as a bunch of little things that will add up to a handful of big things. You want to increase profit from 5% to 7% next year? Okay, that's a big thing. The only way to make that a reality is to break it down and do a bunch of little things. So when I build out my goals for the year, again, as I've done every single year for the past six years, I identify six to 10 big things that I want to accomplish. And then below each of those big things, I list the stepping stones that will get me there, the, the little things I need to accomplish the little daily tasks that will add up to a goal that I will accomplish. So again, let's say you want to increase profitability from 5% to 7%. I say, great, but you've got to have a plan to get there. So you're going to build a quarterly budget with revenue projections and set sales goals for yourself and for your team. That's the little things you're going to do to get the big goal. You're going to manage expenses and make sure to keep costs in line each and every week. Those are little things that will add to the big thing. List the exact things you are going to do then 
to accomplish those things. You're gonna you're gonna identify revenue streams. You're gonna diversify revenue streams. You're gonna you're gonna boost downtime business. You're gonna maybe increase prices on certain menu items. You're gonna motivate your staff to squeeze every dollar out of the guests who sit down and dine with you. Again, revisit episode number 91. I gave you a bunch of these ideas for how to do this stuff. Profitability doesn't rely on just one thing. It's made up of a bunch of different little things. So whatever goals you want to set for yourself, make sure they are specific, personal, and measurable. You need to be able to hold yourself accountable, and you've got to find ways to break them down into bite-sized parts. So just like we said, if your goal is to get into shape, that's a vague goal. you got to say, I'm going to go to the gym at least four days a week for at least one hour every single visit. That's it. Something bite-sized, something you can hold yourself accountable to. I'm going to stop eating junk food in between meals. That's something you can hold yourself accountable to. I'm going to make sure to get eight hours of sleep every day. I'm going to drink eight glasses of water every day. These are all little things you can do on a daily basis to add up to that big thing, which is to, quote unquote, get into better shape. So you set a big goal, you uh, you break that down into a bunch of little goals. Once you do all of that, I'm going to urge you to go buy a notebook, right? You're going to go to Staples and you're going to get a notebook that is dedicated only to your 2021 goals. Each page is a week of your year. And every Sunday night, you're going to look at your goals, right? Your big goals. And then you're broken down into little goals. And you're going to figure out what are the tasks I can accomplish this upcoming week to start crossing off those little goals, which will eventually lead to the big goals. For example, let's say uh, you want to write a book. I am writing a book right now. Uh, I have eyeballed it at about 50,000 words. And so I say, okay, I'm going to write a book that's 50,000 words. No way. You got to sit down and break that down and say, okay, each week I'm going to try to write 5,000 words a week, right? So that's 10 weeks, 5,000 words. How do I break that down? Well, I'm going to write 1,000 words on Monday and 1,000 words on Tuesday and 1,000 words on Wednesday. You get my point. You break it down into little bite-sized tasks that will eventually help you to reach your goal of finishing a book that's 50,000 words. It's the same thing no matter what you're doing. If you are trying to uh, to manage your profitability, you are going to have to make quarterly budgets and you're gonna have to check on them week after week and month after month. Those are the little tasks you're gonna do to accomplish the big goal. So every week you're gonna sit down and you're gonna write down the things that you need to do on the week ahead. I gotta go over payroll. I gotta look at my quarterly budget again. I've gotta check in with my uh, my assistant general manager um, to, to make sure that we're uh, that our costs are in line. I want to talk to uh, the wine director to make sure that our uh, that our wine inventory is in line. All of those little things. And that's what you're going to do for the week ahead. And again, you make a list. I love lists. There is nothing quite as satisfying as creating a to-do list where you get to scratch things off one at a time. It's so rewarding. I'll remind you that two years ago, one of my goals was to start a podcast, right? That was the big goal. But then I broke it down into a bunch of little goals, right? How do I, how do I, how do, I do a podcast? Well, I guess I'm going to have to research equipment. I, I did that. And then I bought the equipment. 
I researched the technology, right? Like the, the hosting platforms. And then I found one that I subscribed to the hosting platform. I, I found a website. I built out the website. I, I started sketching out show ideas, right? What, what am I going to talk about? Well, I sketched out some ideas. Then I had to start writing out the content for some of those episodes, right? I, I had to learn about the, the best ways to promote a new show. I had to figure out the best ways to maintain consistency in a show. Uh, how do I find great guests? Um, how do I get better at interviewing so that I can show those guests in a great light and on and on and on and on in order to accomplish the big goal i i had to figure out a bunch of little goals little tasks that had to get checked off and i did that bit by bit day by day week by week right Anne lamott has this great book it's called bird by bird and it's this uh in in the book she tells this story about how her brother had uh, her little brother when they were growing up had put off this project right um, it, it's really famous. I'm sure you can find it on the internet, but um, he said, you know, he had put off, he had to do this report about, you know, all these birds of the Northeast and he put it off and put it off and put it off. And then the Sunday night, right before the Monday, when it was due, her little brother went running, crying to her father and said, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. How am I going to do it? And he said, you're going to sit down and do it the only way you can do it. And he said, well, how's that? He said, bird by bird. You're just going to go one at a time, one after the other, until the project is done. Whatever that project is, it happens in little bites. Now, we've all been through hell this year. But if we don't learn from it, it will have all been for nothing. So do this for yourself this week. Take some time to be alone with your thoughts and figure out what you want out of the year ahead. That's it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. I want to help you get better in the year ahead by learning from what happened in the year we just passed, right? Your assignment is to simply do this exercise. Give yourself an hour or two just to yourself and go through all of this. I want to wish all of you a very happy new year. Two points of business before I let you go. If you have a few minutes, please consider leaving us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts. The community is growing. Uh, that is obvious. Those reviews are a big reason why. So I thank you. Finally, then, if you want to be part of the 100th episode, click the link in the show notes. And go leave us a message on the Restaurant Strategy uh, Podcast website. I thank you for showing up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a very happy new year, and I will see you next week. <laughs>